are you? I'm good. I'm tired. <laughs> Can you see the bags underneath my eyes? They're crazy. Right? Every time I ask you how you're doing, I always end up yawning. I don't know why, but it just keeps <laughs> happening. Well, oh well. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> that's just that's just how it has to be, I guess. Yes. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a seltzer water and vodka. A staple. A staple. Exactly. Oh, well, I'm drinking a Blue Point toasted lager. I've never had it before. It's one of my dad's. Oh, my gosh. Um, I oh, figured I'd, typical. I'd switch up the yingling tonight. Um, <laughs> and I do want to amend a statement I made last week. I do. I do like craft beer. I hate. I hate IPAs. Come for me all you want. Fuck IPAs. My dad would back you up on that. He hates IPAs. Disgusting. Uh, dogfish shouldn't be a thing. It's absolutely revolting. Come for no. them. Damn. I just did. Well, this is <laughs> this is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Alicia. And I'm Francesca. And this week... We're recording ahead of time, which is yeah, exciting. We're, we're, um, we're ahead of the game this week. Which yeah. is like a thing that's never happened before. I know. Yeah. So we've decided to record this in advance since Thanksgiving is coming up next week, which is going mm-hmm. to be a hectic time for both of us because of the state of the world. Not because we're having big Thanksgiving, just because it's Thanksgiving and now it's yeah. stressful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More stressful than f- usual, I should say. Exactly. I have my thesis officially due in like to be done on Tuesday. I have two finals due on Wednesday. I have to be up and at work by five o'clock on Wednesday morning, the same day those finals are due. And then I have to work Black Friday. So Thanksgiving is not going to be a good time for us. You lucky duck. <laughs> I it sounds horrible. It's all, it's going to be awful. Uh, it's going to be awful. If it's any consolation, I don't have to get up at 5am, but I still do have to work Black Friday. Oh, I don't have to get up at 5 a.m. I have to be at work at okay. 5 a.m. Well, I don't have to be at work or get up yeah. at 5 a.m., but I do still have to work a full work day. Not yeah. in retail, which is like Black Friday is the worst day in retail yeah. other than um, inventory. But Oh, yeah. We just did inventory last yeah. week. Yep. I got praised for having the cleanest back room at my store. Hopefully, like, I think this, I think Black Friday this year is going to be very, very, very different. I can imagine. I'm very very curious to see how that's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I know a lot of stores aren't going to be open on Thanksgiving, which I don't think they should be open on Thanksgiving anyways during a a non-pandemic year. That's my hot take, (laughs) which I'm sure most people agree with. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's nice. I feel like not a lot of, not as many people will go out on black friday i'm not planning on going out on black friday we'll keep our fingers crossed and uh perhaps we'll we'll update then on the next episode on how it went because this is Um, going if i'm alive or if i have an attitude that's because of this (laughs) so should we get right into it yes what book are you doing this week okay i think you're gonna be surprised francesca told me to pick one that was going to surprise her Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what I was going to be doing, I think, even on Thursday. Even this today, I honestly... You texted me last night at 10 o'clock and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I was like, well, so yeah, it's all like a me problem. She's like, well, do something that surprises me. I'm like, ma'am, we are down to the wire. It's not like I can just 
read a whole new book. I I know I read a lot of books, but I can't pull a whole new book out of my ass in less than 24 hours. So, I'm doing Peter Pan this week. Ooh. Yes. So I figured it was a good follow-up because I did The Cruel Prince last time, and that had to deal with fairies, and I made a lot of references to Tinkerbell in, yeah. the, in the episode. So... I figured, why not Why not cover Peter Pan afterwards? Because I told myself I was going to read one classic this year. I hate classics. I would like yeah. it to be on the record that I hate classics. I do not like any of them. I think they are all not very good. My favorite classic is probably The Awakening by Kate Chopin. That's fair. It's a good I one. I love A Picture of Dorian Gray. That's one of my favorites. I've not read that one. I had to read it for one of my classes in college, mm. and it was actually really good. Um, but I will be honest, I've never actually read Peter Pan. I just know the story, which is funny because I reference it in my my thesis. I just know the I just know the Disney version. So this should be fun. Right. That's all I knew too going into it. So one of the booktubers that I watch really loves Peter like she loves Peter Pan. I think it might be one of her favorite books of all time, I'm pretty sure. So I decided Ooh, that's high praise. I know. So I decided I'm like, I will give it a shot just for her because I'm trying to read one classic a year. So that's fair. Yeah. Good, um, for you. good goal. I, good goals to have. Yeah. Goals. They're good to have. Right. So I would like to put a disclaimer at the top here because J.M. Barry was a racist. And if that bothers you Ooh. and you, it's like triggering for you, you can just skip this one. It's not, like, super, super in your face. I don't know how to, like, word it. It's not like it's graphic. That's a better way to put it. It's not graphic, but it's, like, there. And it's kind of, like... It's a subtle racism mm, that... Eh, I, like, not that subtle, but, like... It's not that subtle. Like, you definitely know um, when it comes up. But I just like to put it out there, just in case. Just We do not support this. that. Yeah. He was an English white man. What do we expect? Back, oh god i can like the like, love them but hate them right wait like way we back love a good Brit. You know, when when the english were colonizing everywhere so what do we expect <laughs> right so well guess we will get right into it yes 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 yeah so we start off with the iconic line all children except one grow up me <laughs> no <laughs> it's francesca End of book. So that's what my parents, my <laughs> specifically my father would say. Oh, man. So we then get introduced to the Darling family, which uh, we have Wendy, who is the oldest, John, who's the middle child, and Michael is the youngest. The narrator tells us about Mr. and Mrs. Darling's love story, trademark Taylor Swift 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Also, I want to point out, I listened to last week's episode. Yeah. And... Like last week when you did the lover one, yeah, you did Taylor Swift trademark whatever. Yeah, I like didn't get it when you said it, and then I was listening to the episode and I started cracking up, and I was like, I hate her. Oh my gosh! I'm glad you got it the second time though. So apparently, Mrs. Darling was the girl, the the it girl, because she had a, a hell of a lot of suitors. Kate and, Moss, yeah, literally. But Mr. Okay. Darling eventually won her over. They have a Newf- uh, Newfoundland hound named Nana. Um, as their nanny, dead ass because Mr. Darling is so cheap. Weird, but all right. All in all, okay, the, fa- the family's pretty happy. The children 
at night dream of the Neverlands. Wendy tells Mrs. Darling about Peter Pan and Mrs. Darling vaguely remembers him from her childhood, kind of, maybe, sort of. And she tells the children that this is all nonsense and make believe that Nana has put in their head. And the dog. Point, yeah, the dog. I'm like, can Nana <coughs> talk? I, I have no clue. She confuses me. I don't understand this. Um, I just, I don't understand the... The mother dealing with some alcoholism that she thinks the dog is keeping him <laughs> shit? Oh my gosh. Maybe. Could be. I wouldn't know. The whole Nana situation, she kind of confuses me, but whatever. We will we will pretend like we did not see it. Wendy explains to her mother that Peter Pan visits the nursery at night while her mother thinks she's just imagining things. So that's creepy. The chapter ends with Mrs. Darling dreaming of Peter Pan's arrival in England from Neverland, and when she wakes up, she recognizes his figure in the window very ominous oh that's n- very alarming right so as soon sounds as- like they need simply safe and <laughs> I'm, no i'm just fucking kidding oh my gosh i hate us <laughs> no it's me you mostly hate it's definitely all directed at me go ahead i'm done as soon as peter shows up nana goes at him she is not taking this and peter ends up okay as- do your fucking job. Peter ends up escaping back through the window and afraid, Mrs. Darling, afraid that she's legit going to see a dead child on the ground outside because he like jumped out the window, goes and looks for him, but can't find him anywhere. Oh, that's alarming. Yeah. Right. So she returns to see Nana with the, with Peter's shadow in her mouth, which, okay. Squeeze me. Right. Oh, right, because they can, like, his shadow is, like, a whole different entity. Right, 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 right. Magic. So, we then get a flashback, and in this flashback, Michael, the youngest, mm-hmm. is putting up a fight about taking his medicine. Mr. Darling. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, literally you. Identifying with the character. <laughs> Am I being called out? <laughs> Am I? Is Cover my eyes. I didn't see it. Out? Mr. Darling tries to goad him into taking taking his medicine by basically telling him to, like, man up, take it like a man. To this, Ugh. Michael calls bullshit because Mr. Darling hides his own medicine behind his back and doesn't take it. Goddamn right. <laughs> Michael calls him a cowardly custard, which I thought was a <laughs> hilarious insult. I was like, what? All right. What the fuck, Richard? Yeah, seriously. I was like... It's, like, definitely one of those, like, made-up insults that, like, kids come up with. So, Mr. Darling then puts his medicine into Nana's dog bowl, which in turn makes Nana upset because now she has to eat that shit. And I don't understand That does not seem humane. No, it seems like... sounds like some animal cruelty. Literally, PETA is on its way to their door right now. The Humane Society is knocking on that door. (laughs) Mr. Darling is wild because he's like crazy jealous of Nana because she receives quote unquote more attention from the kids. And I'm just like, of course she receives more attention. She's a dog. These are children. They're supposed nanny. What is that clicking? I don't know. The logic. It's male logic. What can I tell you? Right. So in turn, he drags her outside and ties her up in the backyard. Hold on, the Humane Society is typing. (laughs) Seriously. Now, since Nana isn't guarding the nursery, it is prime time for Peter to come back and look for a shadow with Tinkerbell. 
Oh, Tank. So they roll up. They pull up to they pull up to the window again. And Peter finds where Mrs. Darling hit it and becomes hella frustrated when he can't stick it back on with soap. Why soap? I don't know. I don't understand. Soap isn't sticky. You don't <clears throat> it's not glue. I just I don't the soap. I just don't get it. It's the soap, people. <laughs> so he begins to cry because he can't get his shadow to stick onto him. Okay, that's fair. Right. That's so fair. He's a child. Let's not forget that. Right. So this wakes Wendy up. They make introductions, and during Peter's introduction to her, he tells her that he doesn't have a mother and doesn't want one. Well, damn. <laughs> I know. Tell her how you really feel. He's seriously. So he tells her he's crying because he can't stick his shadow back on. So Wendy comes up with a brilliant idea to sew it back on for um onto him. I don't understand that, how this works, but it's magic, I it, so I guess we'll roll with it. But. I know that it's a shadow, but, like, that sounds... Painful? Painful. Right. I'm like, that uh, sounds like some stitches without anesthetics. I'm not here for that. Right. That's why I don't get it. I'm like, I, get, I know this is magic, but how, I don't, how is this magic system working? I don't know. I don't understand it. It confuses me. So after she gets it sewn on... Peter goes on and on about how clever he is for sewing his shadow back on, which really ticks Even Wendy off because that, but okay, right? Which like, hello, she was the one who did it, so you can't just take credit for someone else's accomplishments, Peter. Okay, but are you surprised he's a man taking co- uh, credit for a woman's idea? Mm. I know, but it's just like it really ticks her off, rightfully so. Right. So Peter then turns to her and tells her that one girl is more used than 20 boys. And at least he's got that right. Goddamn right. Wendy finds this comment super cute, super hot, and tells him <laughs> that she can give her give him a kiss. Peter's like, uh, don't know what that is, but I eat. <laughs> I'm not familiar. <laughs> Literally. So Wendy had uh, previously given him a thimble. So he assumes a kiss is like a gift and gives her a button made out, made out of like an acorn. Wendy then wires it on a chain around her neck and the narrator hardcore is like, this is going to be important later. Like, please mark this. Please mark this. Make sure you remember this. And it's like, okay, we did it. Yeah. Okay. So an acorn? An acorn. Like a- I would, mm, I would prefer like a pine cone. They're bigger, they smell nicer. I would have to agree. If I got a gift from a magical woodland boy... Yes. <laughs> I would also acorn would not it. be it. I, I agree. I also feel like a squirrel might come running at my neck. Not the, a fan of that either. That's true. Unless it is a golden acorn, like in The, the Cruel Prince, I would be fine with that. I don't know what that reference is to, but sure. Apparently, Francesca needs to listen to our episode a third time. Third time, yeah. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> we do these, and an hour later, I forget everything said, <laughs> including what I said. So you cannot hold me accountable so, for anything. Sometimes, French. Sometimes Francesca will, when she's editing her episodes, she'll be like, "Okay, don't get mad at me for everything I cut out." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't even remember what I said, so <laughs> wouldn't even know what you cut out." Or I'll text you and be like, wow, we're actually really funny. Yeah, I do that too. I'll be like, wow, we're so funny. And I'm like, everyone in the background's like, no, you're not. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Peter goes on to flatter Wendy even more and she ends up giving him a real kiss, which she cleverly calls a thimble. 
because she gave him a thimble and now she has to come up with a different word for a kiss. Look at her. She's resourceful. What can I say? Smart as fuck. In response to this kiss, Tinkerbell is fucking pissed and and pulls Wendy's hair and cusses her out. Yes, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is a mean ass bitch in this book. Honestly, they make her seem so sweet and innocent in like the Tinkerbell movies. But honestly, she was a stone cold bitch. She's a and savage. I love it. So Wendy recognizes this as jealousy, whereas Peter doesn't get it. He He's not getting it. There's n- no light bulb for him. Like, calm down, bitch. So Peter tells Wendy that he did not come to her window for her, but rather to hear the stories Mrs. Darling tells the kids because they have no mothers in Neverland. Peter promises to teach her to fly if she'll come with him to Neverland to basically be a mother to him and the Lost Boys. Ew, no, that's... <laughs> the Lost... I have not even gotten my period yet, sister. <laughs> the Lost Boys are children who fell out of their baby carriages and were never reclaimed by their parents, which is like, okay, dark. That's really sad. Wow. <laughs> Peter says there are only Lost Boys because girls are too smart to get lost, which like mood. <laughs> Again, he's making some fair judgment calls. Right. He, he's got a lot of faults, but he, he do be making sense every once in a while. So at this point, Peter has woken up John and Michael and has taught all three children how to fly. Nana finally breaks free of the, of the chains that are keeping her in the backyard and races to get Mr. and Mrs. Darling, but it's too late. Okay, Wilson Phillips. <laughs> but it's too late. Um, the children are already on their way to Neverland. The nope. the crew Mrs. Darling should have listened. They should have. The crew flies for days. Like what the fuck? It's legit. This is not the uh, a lavish lavished vacation Peter promised. <laughs> I want yeah. my money back. Where is my first class ticket? It's legit so long that Wendy begins to be like, I don't know about this one, Chief, and begins <laughs> to doubt Peter knows where the fuck they're going. The narrator pops in to low key agree. With Wendy and roast the fuck out of Peter, saying no one could have gotten to Neverland using his directions. And we get this gem. Damn. We get this gem of a quote, which is Peter, you see, just said anything that came into his head. <laughs> oh, like most men. Yep. So And he said he didn't grow up. <laughs> so they eat by stealing food from birds mid-flight, which is questionable. And the kids are starting to get real tired, but as soon as they drift off, they plummet towards the sea. Well, that sounds like a fun skydiving excursion. I do not remember Peter Pan being this dark when we watched it as kids, but wow, it is just fucked up. (laughs) Peter thinks this is hilarious and will always wait to save them until the last possible moment, which is like... That's very dickish. Is he an Aries? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's very chaotic energy and I identify with it. Hey, so. Google, is Peter Pan an Aries? <laughs> that's going to be... Hey, the, Alexa. <laughs> that's going to be in the description for this week's episode. <laughs> hey, Google, is Peter Pan an Aries? So it's clear at this point that Peter has no concept of human life and that Wendy will need to treat Peter with kid gloves because... She herself is a child. Literally. Uh, finally, after many moons, that's what it described in, as, in the book, they get to Neverland and the kids seem to recognize it. As they get closer, Peter points out the pirates and casually just invites John to help him kill them all. 
what the fuck? You know, it's chill, just murdering some pirates, no big deal. Like, what the what? fuck, Richard? That's another Vine quote. It's so, like, what? This what is the fuck, Richard? They're children. So, Peter tells them. It's a fun family activity. Yeah, yeah, you know, a bonding exercise. Murder. Mass murder. It's like um, an icebreaker, you know? <laughs> It's like a two truths and a lie. I'm <laughs> taller than my brother. I'm from London. And with me and my two brothers all killed a bunch of pirates together. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? The, the, the lie is that I'm shorter, actually, than my brother. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then everyone's looking at them like, wait, you murdered a bunch of people with your brothers? Like, <laughs> Do we need to call the police? Okay, so she gets an A on all of her projects, right? Okay, just making sure. I'm going to be on her team now. <laughs> yeah, literally. So Peter tells them that his ne- nemesis is the worst of all the pirates, and his name is Captain Hook. Don't even get me started. I was talking, I talk about him in my thesis. And Love that for I you. I am very salty about him. So Peter also drops this little tidbit that he's like right, be- like right below them currently as they're flying. What, that Hook is below them? Yes. And oh, this love that. Yeah, this scares the fuck out of John and Michael, but Peter tells them that the reason the pirate has a hook is because Peter cut off his right hand. Who gave this man a sword? Who is letting this <laughs> child fuck around with pointy objects? What do you have? A knife! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> there are so many Vine references this episode. That's how you can describe the entirety of Peter Pan. Yeah, honestly. What do you have? A I, knife! No! Oh, man. Yeah, if I could describe this whole book in one vine, it would be that one. <laughs> the person asking, what do you have? That's Wendy. <laughs> yeah. So, Tinkerbell then informs them that the pirates have been spotted. Or, sorry. Tinkerbell then informs that the pirates have spotted her fairy light. And the children are like, what the heck? And ask Peter to send Tink away. Peter is a loyal ass bitch though and refuses. That's like me and my side chicks, or not my side chicks, but my friends. I'm <laughs> Peter, and the, no, actually, I feel like I identify more with Tinkerbell. I could see that. Yeah, Tinkerbell is definitely more of an Aries. I get chaotic, like Leo vibes. Yeah, from Peter. Yeah, because he's very self centered. Yes, y- yes. He's very. I would agree, and I can say that because my sister is a Leo. So, <laughs> sorry, Gab. I feel like definitely you're like Tinkerbell because she's like, you know, kind of like a boss ass bitch, but like super helpful. You know, she's not like a, hindr- think, like a hindrance to the mission, but she kind of yeah. is, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't identified your character yet because I feel like you're not like Wendy because I feel like you're definitely not the mom friend. Like you want to help, but then you're just like, yeah, I'm going to let someone take else take this on. It's a confrontation for me. <laughs> Yeah, you're very non I feel like you're definitely one of the brothers. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I'm being pressured by other people to do it. <laughs> Am I wrong? It's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, come up, we'll come up with yours soon. Um, but I'm definitely the most like Tinkerbell. I, I would agree. So they then come up with the idea of hiding Tink underneath John's top hat that he brought with him that Wendy then wears. Unfortunately, this does not help them because the pirates begin firing cannonballs at them. Great. From their flying pirate ship. No, from the ground. They're flying. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm thinking of the movie. 
Get that thought right out of your head. I'm sorry. It's been Disneyified. You're right. All the murder has been taken out. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck? That's the best part. <laughs> right. Ooh. So none of the kids get hurt, but they all get separated. Tinkerbell obviously is alone with Wendy and decides this is her chance to finish off Wendy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Tinkerbell lures her away. She is a stone cold bitch and I love it. So in the next chapter, we find out that Neverland seems to sleep when Peter is gone, but wakes up when he comes back. Oh, it's like a clingy girlfriend. Yeah, yeah basically. So <laughs> the six lost boys are now looking for Peter. Meanwhile, the pirates are looking for the lost boys. And the native tribe on this island are also looking for the pirates. Now, this is where I have to remind you all. Jim Barry was a huge racist and he calls these natives redskins. Like you really Ooh. couldn't be bothered to do any sort of research. I hate it here. So from here on out, I'm just going to call the tribe the natives because yes. I feel like that's a better way to refer to them. Absolutely. And I just have no no wish to go along I with J.M. Barry's offend a lot of people. Racism yes. here. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, not a fan. Yeah, it's quite the, the choice, and I would say it's the wrong one. <laughs> Jay and Barry needed an editor. <laughs> he probably had one and was like, no, you need to go even worse. Yeah, you know what? You're right. The guy was like, He yeah. probably was like, call them Indians, and he's like, no, I got a better one. Better. <laughs> God. Uh, so the Lost Boys... Stop all men. Just stop Seriously. Them. The Lost Boys hear the pirates singing and disappear into their underground home. Cute, chic, we love, we, we love stand. it. Oh, so modern and minimalist. <laughs> it's like a yes. cute little apocalyptic bunker. How right. cute. Exactly. So Captain Hook tells the pirates not to shoot the Lost Boys until they reach the safety of their home because he wants Peter and doesn't really care about the rest of the Lost Boys. So <laughs> go figure. Well, I mean, thanks. I know. I'm like... That kind of confuses me, but okay, whatever. So, like, the Lost Boys... Sorry. So, Hook's hatred of Peter is heightened by the fact that Peter fed Hook's severed hand to the giant crocodile who trails after them. The crocodile, the crocodile liked the taste so much that he, she now follows Hook ar um, around ever since. A savage. We love that. We love this. I feel like maybe that's you. <laughs> the crocodile. You're the crocodile. You got a taste of T-Swift's music and now you just won't fucking leave her alone. What can I say? It's what I do best. Actually, no, maybe that's both of us because I'm on that train with Chris Evans. So. <laughs> Fortunately for Captain Hook, the crocodile also swallowed a clock so he can tell when she's close by by the sound of the ticking from the clock. <laughs> Mood. So... It is the the muffled ticking of the crocodile that scares Hook off from harassing the Lost Boys anymore. So they scurry along. The boys come out of their their hiding spot again, and that's when one of them, the, his name is Nibs. <laughs> Love that. That's so unfortunate. I know. Tell me about it. Sees what he thinks is a large white bird in the sky, but it's actually Wendy. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a 10-year-old girl being assaulted by a freaking pixie. Literally, she's being pinched 
by Tinkerbell and is <laughs> like yelling her name out loud, which I don't understand, but whatever. Love that. This makes Nibs think he's seeing a bird called the Wendy. <laughs> They're not the brightest bunch. Mm. When Tinkerbell it's- spots the boys, she lies and tells them that Peter had wants them to shoot Wendy. And wanting to please Peter at all costs, a boy named Toodles takes aim and brings Wendy down with an arrow to the chest. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm dead ass serious. Toodles! Wow, his name is fitting. (laughs) Right. Okay, so the Lost Boys gather around Wendy's body and are like, fuck, (laughs) Toodles has just (laughs) killed her. Just then, Peter lands in front of them and is like, great news, guys. I got us a mother. And they all like guiltily mm. <laughs> show him Wendy's body. Peter removes the arrow from her chest and tries to to use it to kill Toodles. <laughs> this man. Wow, this is really an eye for an eye. Yeah, chaotic. Sort of situation. But he cannot, he can't bring himself to kill Toodles, apparently. Just yeah, when, I'm definitely Tinkerbell because I would have just been like, oh! <laughs> just when you think it's over for Wendy, they notice she's stirring awake. She had only fainted and was saved by the acorn Peter gave her because it deflected the arrow. Ooh. Tinkerbell that, is crushed. Oh, okay. That what? she survived. Tinkerbell is crushed that she survived. <laughs> Devastation. <laughs> Devastation struck. <laughs> the boys tell Peter of Tink's betrayal and at first peter is deeply 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 angry and he tells tink to leave forever but wendy butts in on tinkerbell's behalf and gets peter to reduce the banishment from eternity to just a week (laughs) love that the fact that peter would go easier on tink because wendy asked him to just makes tinkerbell even even more pissed she's fuming love that Wendy is feeling do it. <laughs> Wendy is feeling very weak and can't move well, so the boys build a home around her. The boys plead for her to stay and be their mother, and while worried she doesn't have the experience, she agrees to do it. <laughs> Wendy? Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> yep. So she she tells them the story of Cinderella and tucks them in. The next day, really? Yeah, literally. Cinderella of all of them. Well, they've never heard Belle. They've never heard of any of the stories, so. Yeah, but like at least Belle, they can identify with like the bestiality in it. Like, I literally almost spit out my my drink. (laughs) Like, the inanimate objects, they would probably like understand. Just like, this just proves she's not ready to be a mother. Well, but now my question is. How old is she again? I think she's about, I can't remember. I do think they say it in the book. I feel like she's like 10 or 11. Okay, so if she never grows up, sis never gets her period, maybe she should just stay there. You know what? You're onto something. You are like, onto something. If I could go back to time before I didn't have to deal with that, sign me the fuck up. Let's do this. Right. So the next day, Peter wastes no time measuring Wendy and Michael and John for their own hollowed out trees that they like all sleep in i guess how cute each each kid has their own tree but they all open up into one common room below where they eat and sleep so i'm assuming it's like where they like a bed basically 
Yeah. So it's like one of those fun slides where they yeah. drop out the floor between blocks. <laughs> That's literally what I thought about in my head. <laughs> so Wendy cooks and cleans for everyone. Misogyny, am I right? Cooks. What the fuck does she know how to cook? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. What? I don't know. Okay, but how does she make? Like, how? What does she cook, ma'am? Because they're literally on an this island. This is a fiction book. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm very much a realist. So, like, as realistic as I'm possible, a realist please. And an optimist. <laughs> That's trademarked. We can't. We can't sing that. So, while Wendy wants to be a mother, doing all this work all the time is not working for her. Yes. <laughs> Um, Put those boys to work. Although she likes being needed, which like, mood. Okay. Fair. Same. (laughs) Everybody likes the feeling of being needed. It's the the feeling of being able to say, no, back off. Right. That's even better. Right. The one thing that worries her is that she and her brothers are forgetting their parents. So that's frightening to her. When we then get a list of Peter's adventures, many of which involve the natives, Peter often lies about his adventures or will forget them after they happened. The only way for the children to confirm that his stories are real most of the time is by finding corpses. Like, what? (laughs) Excuse me, what? This man should be put on trial. (laughs) Seriously, this is like another level for a children's book. Okay, but like maybe Captain Hook isn't the bad guy. (laughs) Maybe he's just really misunderstood. Hot take. Hot take, I just did my thesis on disability representation in children and young adult literature, and Captain Hook is, like, the perfect example of using a disability as a trope for villainy in children's literature. There's always, whenever they use, they have a villain, if they have, like, they'll make the disability to, like, scare kids. Well. As, like, a, a tactic to, like, make him more scary. Well, maybe he was right in this one. <laughs> Maybe he was actually the good guy and kids were just scared of him because he had one hand. You don't fucking know. We'll get to that. Tinkerbell oh convinces some of the street fairies, which, okay. The street fairies, <laughs> like the street thugs. I yes. love it. To help her return Wendy uh, on a floating leaf to England, the leaf sinks and Wendy swims back to Neverland. Wendy is <laughs> under the impression that it's bath time. And that this wasn't a legit murder attempt. So clearly Peter's rubbing off on her. Mm, sis, it's time to get out. Right. This is sounding very Jonestowny, cultish. Literally. I think you need a skadoodle skedaddle. <laughs> so one day at Mermaid Lagoon, all of the children are sunbathing when suddenly they hear the pirates coming for them. Pirates Smee and Starkey row into view with... The with Tiger Lily, who is the native tribe's chief's daughter. So Tiger Lily is tied up so she can be left on a uh, left to drown on a rock. When the tide comes in, love that. It turns out Tiger Lily had snuck onto the ship with a knife in her mouth. She was probably trying to kill Captain Hook. Peter is livid that they're not playing fair. That's what he's livid about. It's not that they've tied her up. It's that they're not playing fair. That is such, like, a child, like... Exactly. ...thing to be upset about. Right. So he disguises his voice and pretends to be Hook, telling them to let Tiger Lily go. (laughs) And, like, the idiots they are, they fall for it and do as Peter (laughs) says. The real Captain Hook then rocks up, going on and on about how Peter and the Lost Boys got a mother. 
And as he's lamenting about this, Smee suggests they kidnap Wendy and make her their mother, which I don't understand. These men are like full grown men. Adults? It's yeah. so weird. Wait, but my thing is like, why does Peter want a mother when he said he didn't want a mother? Like, boy, make up your mind. Yeah, it's it's very childlike of him to go back and yes. forth and, you know, say one thing and then contradict himself. They then talk about how they'll make all the boys walk the plank, but keep Wendy alive so she can take care of them. They have a whole murder plan. A whole murder plot and a kidnapping all wrapped in one. Literally. It's then that Hook remembers Tiger Lily. He's like, oh shit, wait, where's Tiger Lily? Did you guys do what I said? And Smee tells him that they just let her go, like he said, like, come on, you told us let her go, we did. Yeah. And fearing that there's some kind of ghost, Hook addresses the spirit in the lagoon. And of course Peter can't help himself, but he responds. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm starting to get Peter vibes for you. I don't know. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't talk into the abyss, but you would 100% answer someone doing that just to <laughs> fuck with them. That's right. You think there's a fucking ghost? That's your own damn fault. Idiot. <laughs> Eventually, mm. this leads to a battle between the pirates and the Lost Boys. Peter grabs a knife from Hook's own belt and is about to kill him with it, but decides it's not fair since Hook isn't at the same level, like on the same level of the rock as he is. So Peter gives Hook his hand to help him up and book Hook bites him. <laughs> Maybe I'm Hook. I'm starting to, I'm having an identity crisis. Like, oh who am I? Peter does not like that because it's unfair. Of course. Just then, the crocodile pulls through and chases the pirates away. The crocodile is just, like, such a great insurance policy she for Peter. She is saving like, the day left and right. Maybe the, pi- the crocodile is the real hero. Yeah. Maybe she was a hero all along. The hero we didn't know we needed. That's right. <laughs> Hook has injured Peter so badly that he can neither swim nor fly away. Wendy, Wendy is too exhausted to do either as well so the two of them lie on the rock waiting for death as the tide rises it's the dramatics of it all it's the drama for me right a kite that michael had lost a few days previously makes a convenient appearance but it will only carry one of them in a rare moment bye wendy (laughs) in a rare moment of selflessness Peter insists that Wendy escape and he is left alone to die. Finally, this is Yeah, seriously. Finally, this man is afraid because all throughout this book, he gives no, no fucks. Just left and right. will do whatever he wants. And he boldly announces the most famous line in like the entire book to die will be an awfully big adventure, which is like super fucking sad. Yeah. Especially when you think about, like, a nine-year-old little boy saying that. It's like, oh! Right. But, of course, this ain't the end for Peter. Of course not. He says, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) That was a good one. Thank you. you Thank you. Thank you. A never bird is pushing her egg-filled nest to the rock that Peter's on so he can use it as a raft. The, narr- the narrator pops in to tell us that they're surprised that the Neverbird would do this because Peter has tormented this bird pretty often. The Neverbird tries to tell Peter what to do, but bitch, Peter doesn't speak bird. 
<laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> the Neverbird gets frustrated by the rudeness of Peter's tone because he's like yelling at her that he doesn't understand what she's saying. And eventually she shoves the nest against the rock and flies up in the air. Peter finally figures it out uh, that she mm. wants him to, to step into the nest. And the Neverbird waits around to see what Peter will do about her eggs in the nest. He takes a hat that one of the pirates left on the rock and turns it into a boat for the eggs. The bird settles into her new nest and they both float away toward their respective homes safely. Love that for them. Wow. He does not come knocking for the Neverbird. (laughs) In saving Tiger Lily's life, Peter has won the gratitude and allegiance of her entire tribe. She and the other natives sit on guard every night while Peter and Wendy and the Lost Boys sleep safely underground in their home. There's all sorts of problems with that. So, like, with the the natives being there, yes, you're telling like Neverland is supposed to be this far off magical place, bitch. This is Bermuda. Like, it is in the middle of the sea. It's the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Don't I give thought me it was shit. Like the British uh, Indies. Like, That's what I, that was what I was picturing. That could be it, too. Either one, honestly. Yeah. So well, I'm just thinking because they flew for days and days and days. and But that could also just be the child in them that thinks days are hours and bullshit. Right. So everyone is on edge because they're honestly waiting around to see when Hook will come, you know, a-knocking again. <laughs> They go on like this for a while and basically, like, play house. Peter first acts like he likes being thought of as a father, but also makes sure that Wendy knows this is pretend. I am not the actual father. This is pretend because that would make me old, and I do not like that. Bro, you... You're literally just playing house. You just kidnap this girl to play a house. Mm-hmm. Get out of my face. Yep. Yeah, tell me about it. Wendy ends up ask, uh, asking Peter of what his feelings are for her. And when he says it's... Those, Ew, gross. <laughs> literally, he's like, it's of a of a son. I, I think of you, you know, as a mom. She walks away from him to sit by herself. She's like, I need a minute. I need to, take <laughs> a, I need to calm down. <laughs> she's just like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, she's like... Please give me a second before I freak the fuck out. (laughs) He doesn't understand why his answer has upset her so much, but apparently he has had a similar conversation with Tiger Lily. And he tells Wendy that both she and Tiger Lily seem to want something from him. And he just doesn't know what it is. (laughs) Love, bitch. He says there's something she wants me to be, but she says it's not my mother face palm like literally like come on peter bruh well to be fair again he's only like nine years old how many nine-year-old boys he's perpetually nine years old like he's not actually nine he just refuses to grow up oh so like he could be like 16 but acting like a nine-year-old he well like Uh, he yeah like not even physically because he resembles like a nine-year-old but like He's born, you know, in 19, you know, two, whatever it is. I don't, you know, whatever. Like a hundred years before him, but he's like perpetual. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. right. All right. We got it. We got it. Right. Got right. It. Right. So Peter suggests that maybe Tinkerbell wants to be his mother, but Tinkerbell says, you silly ass. No. <laughs> Stone cold bitch. Literally. Yes. 
she tell uh, Wendy tells the boys the story of her own family at bedtime and how she and John and Michael came to Neverland, leaving their parents and Nana behind. But five-year-old Michael has started to forget all of this already because he's five. Oh my God. It's so sad. So Wendy wonders whether their mother is grieving their absence. So when Are you kidding? So when John and Michael say they want to go home, she agrees and asks Peter to make the arrangements so they can go home. And is a little salty when he agrees so eagerly. Ew. So neither one, neither Peter or Wendy want to show how upset they are at the thought of like leaving each other. But, um, and in fact, Peter is deeply upset and so are the Lost Boys because they briefly discuss keeping Wendy prisoner, but quickly nix that idea. They're like, no, we can't keep her prisoner. That's like too much. <laughs> That's going too far. Killing people? Okay. Oh, the murder keeping and the prisoner? kidnapping was... The murder and the kidnapping was too... Was it... No. Yep. Okay. Sure says. Yep. Everyone, except for Tinkerbell, is, who is delighted Wendy's leaving, is super sad. So Wendy offers to take them all with her, promising that her parents will adopt them all, which is such a kid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but Peter refuses to go. And that is when they hear the sounds of a, a battle, a tiff going on. <laughs> Above them, the pirates have come back to kidnap Wendy, and Tiger Lily's tribe is fighting so they can prevent that. And Peter grabs his sword and gets ready to join in. Now we get to the next chapter, where the pirates have attacked the tribe while they were asleep, catching them unprepared. Mm -hmm. Tiger Lily and a handful of her men survive, but the battle is a slaughter that decimates her tribe and kills at least five of the pirates. I know! It's crazy! The battle over everything falls quiet and the pirates listen at the, sorry, the pirates listen at the hollow trees trying to hear what Peter Pan is saying to the Lost Boys below. Meanwhile, Peter doesn't want to risk leaving the safety of their underground home until he knows that the tribe is won. He says that if they hear the town town beating, this will be the sign of victory. Since the pirates have captured the town town, Captain Hook makes a silent signal to his first mate, Smee, to beat on the drum. The pirates each take their station behind a hollow tree and wait to attack the moment the Lost Boys appear. And the... the I'm just, like, processing. Just ignore me. (laughs) Just keep going. I know. This is, like, the climax. So the Lost Boys are picked off one by one as they emerge from their trees, each one tossed through the air from one pirate to another until they land at Captain Hook's feet. Wendy, however, is treated like a lady. Oh, good. <laughs> I know. Glad God to forbid. Captain Hook raises his hat to her and offers her arm, offers her his arm, and the children are all thrown into the little house that they had built for Wendy, and four pirates carry it to, on their shoulders towards the ship. Cute. Love that. How sweet. Captain That's Hook, fun. Yeah. Captain Hook remains behind sliding down a hollow tree to attack Peter Pan because he didn't come How up. does he fit down there? He's like five, 10 feet tall. I don't know. Magic. It's got to be the explanation. So it turns out that Peter is sleeping. Okay, sis. I know. Like, y'all were just like in the middle of a battle like 10 minutes ago. I don't know. It could have been like I just needed than that. To, to knock out, get some shut eye real quick. Yeah, seriously. He's like, wait, hold up. I got to get some rest. Got to... Gotta feel my best. So that beauty sleep is important. <laughs> right. Hook is momentarily like 
feels pity by the sight of of Peter sleeping there and almost leaves him alone. But Peter manages to look so cocky, even in his sleep, that it enrages Hook. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Yeah, mood. So spotting the bottle of pretend when, uh, sorry, spotting the bottle of pretend medicine Wendy insists on giving Peter every night, Hook puts poison in it and then returns to his ship. So Peter legit has managed to sleep through this whole entire thing, which is impressive, honestly. Bro, that's like me sleeping through Hurricane Irene. (laughs) (laughs) I woke up and was like, oh shit, this stuff's over. Like it was sunshine and birds. And I was like, oh fuck. Okay. Damn. (laughs) I just went back to bed. (laughs) So Tinkerbell has, has shown up and has told him about what has happened. Peter springs up ready to rescue Wendy but sentimentally decides to take his medicine first. Tinkerbell, who had overheard Hook bragging about the poison, drinks it herself, so now she's dying. Oh, I remember this in the movie. Right. So there is only one thing that might save her life. It's if children believe in fairies. So Peter addresses children everywhere in their dreams, asking them if they believe, and if they do believe, they clap their, clap their hands and not let Tink die. Enough children clap to save Tinkerbell's life. Thank goodness. Okay, but like that's what I would expect you to do. Clap when I'm really dying, hard. I need I need the narciss the narcissist in me needs that validation of like people clapping for me being alive. <laughs> if I don't get that, I will wilt and eventually die. I'm taking notes right now. Okay. I'm just don't making worry. sure for when you plan my funeral because we both know I'm gonna die before you. You have to do the murder mystery setup that we talked about with my right. body. Right. And we have to we have to do everybody clapping. And then you have to make sure just to get everyone like this is this is important. Oh Write this down. All oh right. All in right. in the coffin, you have to get like one of those springs so when it gets loud enough, you hit a button and my body just shoots <laughs> oh up. You're gonna scare the the shit out of everyone. And just everyone screams. And then you, it just slowly lowers me back in. You're like, "All right, let's put her in the ground." Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm, that's, that's gonna be quite something go i'll record it for everyone don't worry i'll put it on our new, oh i want to see it, it on our new instagram that we got <laughs> yes but we'll talk about that at the end finish 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 so peter sets off to rescue wendy and he knows the pirates could be stalking him and death may be just a mere smidge away but <laughs> that doesn't matter to him he's fucking excited because he loves the danger he loves the he lives he for the gen z what the fuck <laughs> Maybe this whole story is an allegory for Gen Z. I think it might be. I'm a Gen Z, actually. I'm not. I'm not. That that year really. I'm does on the you. cusp. I'm on the cusp, baby. I mean, I te- I'm more millennial than I am Gen Z. I'll be honest, though. Oh, I feel like I'm definitely more Gen Z than I am millennial. So next chapter, Captain Hook is pacing the the deck of his ship, the Jolly Roger, which makes me want to say Jolly Rancher, but it's not. It's Jolly Roger. Oh yeah. So he's pacing the, sh- the deck of his ship in what ought to be his moment of triumph. He has just captured all the lost boys and he's got Wendy. He thinks he's successfully killed Peter Pan and will have Wendy to himself as a mother. And yet he's depressed and not excited. <laughs> Me. <laughs> in any social setting. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> He is not the villain. (laughs) He is the main character. (laughs) He imagines that he 
sorry, <clears throat> he imagines that the upper class young men with whom he had once been at school with would look down on him if they could see him now. So it's all about how he looks to other people. Yeah, because he is fucking hunting a nine-year-old <laughs> child. He has spent his life trying to kill a child. I know, I know. It's so bad. And that they would be accusing him of not behaving according to something he calls good form, quote unquote. Nicki Minaj? Stop, please. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I want to go all the way there. We don't want to, we don't want to upset. Okay. So, Go ahead. Hook orders all of the Lost Boys to be dragged from the ship's hold and tells them that six of them will be walking the plank tonight. But uh, he's... So six of them are going to be walking the plank. There's eight of them, so he can keep two for cabin boys and asks them which one is it going to be. First, Toodles, then Slightly, then uh, the first of the twins all refuse the offer to escape drowning you know, by walking the plank, by signing on to be Hook's cabin boy. Creepy. Creepy. I don't like that. That's... mm -mm. Nope. Toodles makes a remark saying that he doesn't think his mother would want him to be a pirate, which, like, kind of weird because it's like... Are you talking about Wendy or your real mother? Exactly. What the fuck? It doesn't make... Like, you don't know if he's talking about his actual mom or Wendy. So it's like, which one is it? It's kind of interesting to me. So... Captain Hook turns to John and Michael, who at first think it might be fun to join Hook's crew, but John refuses when Hook tells him he can't be a pirate and also be a a loyal subject to the king at the same time. (laughs) John's like, hold up, I can't... This kid is loyal to his government. He is. He is. He's been brainwashed thoroughly. And this is pre-Queen Elizabeth. Right. So Hook says, that seals your doom. Bring up their mother. Get the plank ready. Like, okay, What if he turned around and is like, down. bitch, it's not my mother. That's my sister. Like, literally. Wendy refuses to let Hook see her upset. And she tells the boys that their real mothers would want them to die bravely. This shit is getting dark. This real is so fast. Jonestownian. This is pre-Jonestown. It, maybe they, they took, Jonestown took from Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> as an inspiration no they took from the bible so, for that one maybe both you mm, don't know true por que no los dos what <laughs> you ever see that commercial no <laughs> i'm like we'll look it up i'll send it to you after this <laughs> so this infuriates hook and orders that wendy be tied to the mast where she'll be forced to watch each boy walk to his death sick Sick and twisted. Oh, he's gotta be... Hmm. I'm gonna say he's a Sagittarius. Damn. Yeah. Don't... Turn please off. feel free to correct me in our comment section who... What you think everybody's uh, sign is. There is no comment section. Tweet to us. No. They have... When they review... If they leave a review wherever they're listening... They're not going to leave a review. That's so mean. Of course they will. What? Who do you think these characters, what their signs are? I think Captain Hook is a Sagittarius. I'm getting (laughs) some Sag vibes from him. Oh boy. Just when things seem like there is no getting out of this, everyone aboard the ship hears the sound that Captain Hook fears the most. 
the clock ticking yes. inside the crocodile but, coming for Hook. But, but like, wouldn't they get ex- wouldn't <clears throat> Hook get excited because if he pushes the kids in now, the crocodile is just going to eat them? No, because I think the crocodile is like focused on him and only wants to eat him. Okay. So he gets all you know scared and is like yelling, "Hide me!" and is like panting across the deck as as far as he can to get away from the ticking sound. And although it's still chained, the boys are able to shuffle to the railing of the ship to see the crocodile, but she's nowhere nowhere to be seen because it was no crocodile. It was Peter. Peter. <laughs> when you say that, I just think <laughs> of Peter from Family Guy. Oh, I don't watch Family Guy. I don't really either. I just like know what he looks like. So now the, the narrator pops in again. It's been a while since we've seen him. I've missed him a little bit. <laughs> Him and the ass. <laughs> Literally, because it is J.M. Barry, basically. So the readers are asked to recall that Peter had come across a crocodile while he was sneaking through the woods towards the pirate ship. How are they supposed to recall this? I don't know. You just told them. <laughs> <laughs> it is now revealed that when this happened, the crocodile was not ticking because apparently the clock was swallowed so long ago it's now run down and out of batteries. That so stomach Peter, acid, man. It eats shit. Literally. Oh, actually, I think I do know how you're supposed to recall this. So previously, in one of the chapters, I cut it out because it's like, you know, for time. But now I have to explain it. So clearly I shouldn't have cut it out. Peter, when Tiger Lily and her tribe make, you know, the, the deal. The deal. I don't know what else to call it. He, during that time period... Peter was going out and hunt, like hunting for the crocodile and like looking for it because he wanted to cut the clock out of the crocodile. Oh. So that's probably why you're supposed to recall that. But I, I feel like that's really kind of unclear. But anyways, so the clock is run down. It's out of battery. So Peter has started ticking himself to frighten away Hook. Yeah. And it works super well, except for the crocodile is attracted to the familiar sound and follows Peter. So Peter is so consumed with with like wanting to get Captain Hook that he forgets why he's ticking. So he does it like unconsciously. (laughs) It's so weird. So he didn't plan. So he forgets that he's ticking at all. And he didn't plan to gain this advantage over Hook by pretending to be a crocodile. It just worked out that way in my accident. (laughs) I love that. Um, but that doesn't stop Peter from being immensely proud of himself anyways and taking credit and saying that yeah, he Yeah, he it, definitely gives me some Leo vibes, so... Mm-hmm, I feel you. So, Peter starts then picking off the pirates one by one. Naturally. And first... Yeah, naturally. And first kills the quartermaster. And then John Darling helps by smothering the, the quartermaster's dying groan. And then four of the Lost Boys slide the body overboard. The therapy that these children <laughs> that these are going to have to go through. Literally. The, then Peter disappears into the cabin. Meanwhile, Captain Hook is trying to recover from the emotional damage that is <laughs> that this ticking has, <laughs> <laughs> has brought him. And is also trying to recover the damage this has put on his image, his public image. <laughs> Even though there's literally he, nobody around, but okay. <laughs> except for children. So he decides... He, then treats the boys even worse than ever, and he threatens to whip them before forcing them to walk overboard. Hook that seems like sends... overkill. I know. It's getting out of hand at this point. 
Hook then sends the tattooed pirate named Jukes. Don't know why it needs to be named, but whatever. (laughs) He sends Jukes into the cabin to fetch the whip. And everyone hears a terrible screech, followed by what only the Lost Boys know is Peter's crow. And now two pirates are dead. (laughs) Just like that. I love the mystery behind his death. Because you can really just imagine anything. He could have stabbed him, cut him, smothered him. Like, there's so many avenues you can go with your imagination with that one. Tell me about it. So, when Hook orders another pirate into the cabin to find out what's in there. Soon he's dead too. So now we're down three pirates. Wow. Hook is just like, mm, everybody but right. me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Seriously. You might have had the right so, idea, but the wrong bitch. <laughs> so Starkey, one of the pirates mm-hmm. that was with Smee when they were, you know, harassing Tiger Lily, refuses to follow Captain Hook's order when he tells him to go inside next. Yes. He's like, independent. Mm-mm. It is not me. Not me. Could not be me. So Hook accuses him of mutiny and demands that Starkey shake hands with his hook. Oh, I don't like that. Starkey would rather drown than die that way, so he leaps overboard. (laughs) Same. Chaos. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Finally, Hook himself decides to investigate the cabin, but Peter chooses not to reveal himself yet. So... Hook gets what he thinks is a brilliant idea. He can get rid of the Lost Boys and whatever is in the cabin by forcing them to go inside the cabin. Big brain moment right there. Mm, that is not correct. <laughs> he's, he's like, either they'll be killed or they'll overpower the intruder. So yeah. win-win for me. Peter cuts Wendy free and wraps himself in Wendy's cloak so Hook won't know it's him. Then he crows as long as he can. The pirates are terrified and claim in accordance with an old sailor's superstition superstition that Wendy, as a female, had brought bad luck to the ship. Well, I mean, hey, another great attribute to being a woman. Just <laughs> right. scaring the shit out of men. So Captain Hook orders that they throw Wendy overboard. Peter chooses this moment to then throw off Wendy's coke, coat, uh, cloak and reveal himself. Shaking hook to the core. He's shook. <laughs> Cannot believe it. He is quaking. He is quaking. So Peter and the boys attack and the pirates panic. They are not ready for this. <laughs> they are not prepared. Some of the pirates jump overboard, but the others die from they the boys. They fight children them. and die. This is like children Literally. of the corn on steroids. Seriously. So 11 pirates are either killed or leap off you know overboard all except captain hook he's the last one the sole survivor the sole survivor yes exactly he fights fearlessly although he does use one of the boys as a human shield okay fair Love that but finally peter orders the boys to put away their swords so he can face hook alone because it's gonna be a fair duel Ugh, hate peter, that yeah i know peter is able to pierce hook through the ribs but he refuses to administer the killing blow while Hook is unarmed, so he gestures for to Hook to pick up his fallen weapon. And Hook's Hook like, continue- no, bitch! <laughs> Literally, Hook continues to fight, not with the hope of surviving, but to the last moments of his life, preoccupied with showing that he and, uh, and not Peter has good form. <laughs> Nicki Minaj! It. Stop it! 
Nicki Minaj is gonna play Captain Hook in the reboot. Oh my god. Confirmed. Did you hear that the I I saw on TikTok that Jojo Siwa might be in the Grinch with Matthew Morrison? This is like a bad dream. This is like a bad trip. LSD dream. This is only something 2020 could produce. Right. So ultimately, Hook goes to goes to his death jumping overboard to escape Peter's sword, but plunging into the jaws of the crocodile instead. So the crocodile eats him. Yum. She gets a meal. Love that for her. As soon as it's over, Wendy makes them all go to bed straight away. <laughs> Same. You need your rest. You're all growing boys, even though you're not really growing anymore. All except Peter, who paces the deck for a long time before he finally goes to sleep, crying when he has a nightmare. Oh, baby. I know. You just killed a bunch of people. Of course you're going to have nightmares. It's called therapy. Oh, boy. The next day, Peter and the Lost Boys adopt the role of pirates, at first more in, in play than Ernest, like... Mm-hmm. Like they were playing house, they play pirates. Right, exactly. But the boys quickly like come to, like come to realize they can't predict how far Peter will go as he takes the the helm of the ship as the new captain. Yeah, and they don't know how much like Captain Hook he'll become, and are super frightened when he bends the fingers of his hand as if they were a hook. <laughs> Bro, that sounds like some. Stockholm Syndrome. Right. One Direction. TM, 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 TM. I don't know what year it came out. I'm sorry. I'm not a true directioner. So eventually Peter and the Lost Boys fly Wendy and her brothers back to London. Mrs. Darling has kept the nursery ready for them every night, even to the point of leaving the bedroom window open. The only difference is that Mr. Darling has moved Nana's kennel to the backyard where where he lives in it out of a sense of guilt. Good. He it was it, yeah, he thinks it was his fault the children were taken because he ordered the new the Newfoundland uh chained up outside. He even wor- works in the kennel and having it transported by cab every day to his office. Good. As he should be. He's like interviewed in like newspapers and chased for autographs because he's like the weird guy that lives in the kennel. <laughs> So, meanwhile, Mrs. Darling has been aged by the grief of, like, miss, of her missing children. Oh, my God. And she waits for them each night in the nursery chair. Her mouth withered. That's the term How long have the they been gone at that point? I think they say it's two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. And Nana stays by her side, pawing at her lap, as the maid helps Mr. Darling back upstairs in his kennel. <laughs> He shivers and asks for the nursery window to be closed, but Mrs. Darling forbids it. The window must be left open for them always, she says. She knows. She knows. Right. They fall asleep, and that's when Peter and Tinkerbell fly through the the open window. And at first, he's a plan to keep Wendy for himself, but quickly he, like, sees how much Mrs. Darling is, like, missing them and decides it's time to bring them home. Filled with guilt, Wendy decides they cannot just burst in on their mother. It would be too much for her. Yeah. She'd freaking drop dead. Right. So she suggests that they all get back into their beds as if they had never left. And when Mrs. Darling sees them, she first thinks she's dreaming and finally realizes they're home for good. Nana and Mr. Darling rush in and everyone is filled with joy at the reunion and, and are super happy. Everyone except for Peter because he is like 
salty. Obviously. <laughs> so the Lost Boys are waiting downstairs, hats in hand, hoping the Darlings will adopt them, oh as Wendy promised. And Mrs. Darling agrees at once. But Mr. Darling has to be convinced. But but they do that. So, so they adopt all of the, the kids. Yes. Shut the fuck up. No, they don't. I'm dead serious. Yes. What so, about Peter? We're getting there. Don't worry. Oh, my gosh. Wendy, Wendy goes to the window with her mom to say goodbye to Peter. Mrs. Darling offers to adopt him, too, but he refuses when she says that she would send him to school and later off to work. <laughs> he, he literally is like, he literally, quote, like, there's a quote. Keep back, lady, Peter says. No one is going to catch me and make me a man. <laughs> That seems like something you would say, honestly. Honestly, I definitely said that to my parents at one point as a child. <laughs> I'm never growing up. I'm never leaving. Uh, I'm definitely, oh, I definitely 100% said that to my parents at one time or another. Love that for you. So he tries to, like, get Wendy to come back to Neverland with him with reminders of how much fun they, they would have and that they could live in the treetops and play with the new fairies. And Wendy asks Mrs. Darling to go away with Peter again for permission, but her mom refuses. Yeah, what? Like a smart lady. She just definitely put the booze down. Good right. for her. Proud of her. <laughs> Mrs. Darling um, does make Peter an offer. He can come back every year, once a year, to take Wendy for a week's worth of spring cleaning. Peter is thrilled by this, but then he has no sense of time, and Wendy is filled with, like, unease that he's, like, going to forget about her yeah. once springtime comes. That, and she's yeah. going to get old. Right. So then we get like like a look into the children growing up and it's it's the Lost Boys who forget first and Michael and John and Michael who forget last. John first before Michael. Michael forgets last out of the boys and mm-hmm. Wendy f- forgets last out of all the children altogether. Mm-hmm. Peter does rec- like come back a year later f- to fetch Wendy, but things aren't aren't the same and Peter remembers nothing of their adventures together Mm -hmm. not even tinkerbell who because of the short lives of fairies has died in the past year oh my god yeah that's how wendy is is shocked by all this but she still has fun and and waits with eagerness for peter's return the next year but he never shows up because he forgot and he does return one last time the year after but not even realizing he had skipped a year Meanwhile, Wendy is trying her hardest to not grow up, but of course she can't do that. Yeah. And after, after a while, like, Peter doesn't come ever again after that one last time. And eventually she gets married and has a daughter of her own, Jane. And Yeah, they do a Peter Pan too with her, right? Right. Jane loves to ask about Peter Pan in Neverland, and, and Wendy is, is happy to answer. She tells her all the stories because she remembers it all, and her feelings to Peter have just become a memory. Yeah. Then one... One night, Peter flies back through the nursery window again because Wendy has taken on her house, yeah, her childhood home, and he doesn't look any different than when Wendy first met him. He still has all his baby teeth and and whatnot. But Peter do- and Peter doesn't even notice at first that Wendy is like a woman now, like a whole <laughs> ass, like grown up. And although she's like kind of self conscious about how grown up she is, like she's like basically like in her mind, it's like. What was I supposed to do? Yeah. You never came back. He then notices Jane and asks Wendy to fly away with her for spring cleaning. Um, And Wendy tells him, like, all right. 
and basically Wendy turns on the nursery light so he can see her clearly and Peter literally cries out in pain when he sees that Wendy's an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Weak. So Jane wakes up then and asks the boy why he's crying just like Wendy did when she met Peter and that's Peter that in that instant Peter seems to forget all about Wendy and is now focused on Jane being his new mom and basically the cycle goes on and on through like the generations which is basically like probably what happened with Wendy's mom because she remembered right oh my god and that's the end so what did you think did, was it worthy of being a the favorite ah uh, i i mean i don't think it's one of my favorite books of all time um because mm, I don't the know, subtle just, racism, you know, the subtle racism and just like it, like I like the like the story and the message it's like trying to get across and stuff, but it's not my favorite book. I only gave it not only I gave it like four stars, three and a half, four stars. So it's not bad for a classic. It was mm-hmm. easy to get through. It was really quick. But um, yeah, it's not my favorite book of all time, but I can understand why it might be someone's. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good story, though. I know ne- I like never knew the original story. Right. Me either. That's why I was like, well, I guess I'm learning it now since I'm reading it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So as you mentioned in the episode, we finally got an Instagram. Woo! It's about time I set it up during class. I was bored. Uh, (laughs) So you can follow us on Instagram at BookaholicsPod. Same with Twitter at BookaholicsPod. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13, or on Storygraph, just Alicia Reads. And you can find me on Twitter at HBI Cheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye!